This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, from dusk till dawn, a terrifying evil has been unleashed, and five strangers are our only hope to stop it. The liquor is thicker, down in the heart of Texas. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And we watched a movie. We did. To change it up a little bit this time. Yeah, unlike all the other episodes where we watched movies. Yeah, we thought we'd change it up and watch a movie. Yeah, we did We did change it up a little bit by not allowing Brett into the room. Yeah, he was available, but we said no, not this time. No, the internet still has not recovered from your last visit. <laughs> And we watched, There's still fractures out there. It's true. Yeah, People my, my DNS time. has never been the same. No, from Destil Dawn. <laughs> from Robert Rodriguez. That's, that's some good rolling. Thank you. Yeah, I prefer the I prefer the R to the R. Well, I mean, we're not monsters here. <laughs> no, from Dust Till Dawn. It's a movie. It, it is. And you know where it starts, Chris? Well, at the beginning, clearly. Actually, yeah, this one does. No in yep. media res this time. Nope. Yep. No media, no flashbacks or flash forwards. It is a fucking linear movie. Thank God for that, because I drank some mezcal and I'm not in any <laughs> mood for non-linearity. <laughs> well, Chris is already living non-linearly right now. So mezcal, it, it disconnects you from time. Yeah, they should really put that on the bottle. <laughs> so we open up with uh, some sort of liquor store. Yep, Ben's World of Liquor or something. <laughs> yeah. Where where if they don't have it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> Which is a valid uh, advertising slogan. Yeah, on the, what, the, the, what was it, on Route 86, or Scenic Route 86 or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we got a but yeah, cop shows up, and he's talking to the uh, I don't know the cashier guy, and they're having a uh, Quentin Tarantino esque conversation about yeah, like nothing. the most the most rat faced cashier guy you have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, he has like dirt bag just like written on his forehead. <laughs> he does, and uh, they have a little chat. Yeah, like the the least PC chat that I've heard in a while. Yeah, about about uh people who do not quite have a full mental capacity. Uh, yeah, they they use varying words for it. My favorite was potato head. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get past mongoloid personally. I was like, oh yeah, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This movie is of a time. It, it made me uncomfortable, but not in the way I wanted to be uncomfortable. <laughs> that comes later. And it, uh, it turns out that we have a couple of uh, nefarious individuals in the establishment. Because I like yep. to use big words whenever possible. 
Yeah, because Brett's not here, so you can use bigger words and things will still flow. Yeah, he wouldn't get all confused because he's not here. Nope. And uh, they come up hey, to the guy. Did you know, Chris, that Brett's not here? I did. <laughs> Have we highlighted that enough yet? Is Maybe. Brett not here? <laughs> Brett's not here. <laughs> but we did drink more normal to help make up for it. Yeah, I had margaritas. I don't usually drink liquor for the podcast, but uh, I was like, I'm watching from dusk till dawn. I'm having some fucking margaritas. And I had all the margaritas. He did. I had mezcal because I've given up on life. <laughs> but anyway, so we have Pretty Boy and Brett. Because <laughs> Richie really is the Brett of this movie. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, Brett. I'm not sorry, Brett. I mean, we're comparing Brett to Quentin Tarantino. There are worse comparisons to be made. Yeah, I've made several of them in the past. <laughs> and they, uh, so we we meet up with the Gecko Brothers. Yep. And Seth they, and Richie. And they tell the uh, the cashier guy, "Hey, look, don't fuck around. We told you to be cool, so be cool." And he's like, "Man, I'm being cool." And they're like, "Oh well." Maybe you are, but, maybe you're not. Whatever. But you let the cop use the toilet, and he's like, "Like no one, like stories like this never let people use the toilet." And the and because Richie uh, Quentin Tarantino is like accused, like been accusing him of signaling the cop the whole time, and he's like, "No, the guy comes in here all the time. If I didn't let him use the toilet, he would be he would wonder what was wrong." So I let him use the toilet. I'm playing this exactly the way you told me to, <laughs> and. George Clooney, pretty boy, is like, yeah, I can, I can, I can see that, I can get that, and and movie Brett is like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure I saw him signaling to the cop. He scratch, he was scratching. <laughs> yeah, you know that classic move. Yeah, where you, you know, all cops know that you're signaling you're in trouble when you scratch. <laughs> Clearly. Yep. So, uh, they go back to their shadowy positions in the uh, liquor store. And the cop comes out, and uh, old uh, Brett decides that the cashier's making uh, subtle movements towards... But he mouthed the words, help us, to the cop. Yep. So that gets the cop uh, shot in the head. Yep. And then, uh, and then rat-faced uh, cashier guy ducks down behind the counter and opens up the safe that has the gun in it. Because, I mean, why else? Where else would you keep your gun but someplace where you could never use it? <laughs> yeah, the best place to keep a gun is a place that takes several moments in order to get to it. Because nobody needs a gun quick. You need nope. a gun within the minute or two. Nope. And then, uh, so yeah, so there's a firefight, to quote uh, Willem Dafoe. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, and then Pretty Boy has has the best plan ever. Would you like to describe the plan for us, Chris? Well, yeah, it's where you shoot out all the liquor bottles so you can set the cashier on fire with a bunch of toilet paper that you lit on fire. <laughs> thanks a to flaming roll of toilet paper. <laughs> thanks to conveniently placed lighter fluid in the toilet paper section. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and the guy goes up like he was covered in, like, kerosene or something as opposed to tequila. Yeah, because apparently in Texas, the only stuff they sell is like over 120 proof. 
Yeah. Like I said, the liquor is thicker down in the heart of Texas. So the uh, the entire liquor store blows up <laughs> like it does. Like you do. <laughs> because movie! It's a fucking movie! Fair enough. So the brothers head off to the local motel where they're going to hole up for the night. Yep. And uh, they have a wonderful shot during the credits where you can see that there is a woman in the trunk of the car they're driving, but but it's like total like 70s, like rotoscoped in kind of like shot. Like it's really, it's just, yeah, it, it's just kind of like, Okay, so this is this kind of movie. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the brothers are whole up. We see kind of a uh, news footage of how they're maniacs and you've shot and killed, I don't know, 20 people or so. Yeah, it's like they have like a body count and that they update whenever someone is killed. I'm like, oh, yes, news people trying to milk this for all that they can. <laughs> And the uh, the aforementioned uh, hostage they have in the trunk gets drug in. And they're like, okay, look, look. Just be cool. Everything's going to be cool. We're going to go to Mexico. You get to go home. Just don't ask questions, make noise, do anything nuts. Yep. And Pretty Boy... And actually, uh, yeah, Pretty Boy is really good in this part uh, because, like, he, he lists off the rules and makes her state that she understands every single rule, which is just kind of a really like cool way to like make the victim feel like it's their fault if they violate the rules, even though the the rules are there to keep them as victims. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good, like mental manipulation trick. So uh, pretty boy heads off to go grab some grub. And leaves old uh, Brett as the uh, <laughs> sole watchman, who uh, has been who has been uh, named on the TV as a bank robber and sexual predator. Yeah, not two things you want in a row normally. <laughs> nope, <laughs> and not things that you want like not not the kind of person you want just hanging out with you in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, so we uh we jump smash cut over. To the B team. Mm. Which is uh, Preacher Man Harvey Keitel. Team God. And his uh, kids, Juliette Lewis and some guy. Ernest Liu. It's just his first movie. I was like, man, I wish this would have been my first movie. I've been awesome. <laughs> yeah. But and yeah, so, but Ernest is wearing a precinct, thir- precinct 13 shirt, so good on him. New wardrobe, whoever would dress to him, good on you. And uh, the takeaway from this scene is that we have your uh, classic preacher who's lost his faith. Because his wife is dead. Yeah. And they're heading to Mexico for, you know, reasons. And they're driving an RV, but he wants to stop at a hotel because he wants to sleep on a real bed before he leaves the country. So as they uh, make their way to the old motel, they almost run over uh, Pretty Boy, who is just kind of in a parking space drinking a beer, hanging out. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> you like, I was like, oh, that's a real like, like Texas redneck thing to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, let us know if that's a real Texas redneck thing to do. You know, Charlie from Horror Show Hot Dog. Yes, those guys, the good guys. But I was like, oh, George Clooney, professional roadblock. <laughs> and uh, so Team God makes their way into the room, and they're just hanging out, and there's a knock at the uh, door. Well, you you missed the part, Chris, where uh, Pretty Boy came back with the food and discovered there was only two mouths to feed instead of three because Richie apparently raped and murdered the hostage. Oh, yeah. I glossed over that. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what happens if you leave someone in a room with a murder rapist is they get murder raped. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable almost. Yeah, I, I, it's like, I don't know really what don't know what he was expecting, really, but he should have been expecting that. So uh, back at Team God's room, they're hanging out and uh, old Brett shows up and he's like, man, can I borrow your ice bucket or whatever? It's totally not to abduct you at gunpoint as a hostage. Surprise. It's totally it's to abduct to you abduct by him. it's to abduct you at gunpoint for as a hostage. Yeah. And they uh they make their way in. And right now it's just uh the preacher man and his son, his Asian son. And they say some uh casually racist comments towards them. Yeah. They're like he's like, "Oh, who's that?" Like, "That's my son." He's like, "Huh, you don't look Japanese." And he's like, "Neither does my son. He looks Chinese." <laughs> Which I thought was nice. At least they like lampshaded that a bit. And, uh, and then Juliette Lewis walks in in a bikini. Yeah, and she won the bikini contest. According to Richie. Because um, he can't stop looking at her like from the moment she enters the room until he is forced to leave. Like That character is just like, staring directly at her <laughs> in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, it's not drawn uh, direct attention to, but man, is it creepy. Yep. And he has a a vision or a fantasy where she uh, asks him to eat her pussy. Yeah. She she doesn't really. But, man, he thinks so. Yep. He's pretty sure that happened. And uh, and that's when Pretty Boy is like, hmm, I probably should get you out of the room so you can uh, go get the RV for us. So they... Uh... And then Pretty Boy calls Juliet Lewis Gidget when he sends her into the bathroom to change clothes, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. So they all uh, head out to the RV, and they're off to Mexico because that's where they're going to meet up with uh, their connections in Mexico and live and, a and new life. Yeah, because they, they, they give 30% of the take from the bank robbery they made to this person, and then they get to live in this town that's going to be like a sanctuary for them. So. so they head off to the border crossing where we're treated to a, a tent scene. With Cheech Marin, yep. border guard. In one of his three roles in this. Shh, don't tell them that yet. I mean, Cheech Marin's only role. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? 
going to Mexico? And the preacher man's like, yeah, yeah, just me and my son. Cue loud noise from the hiding people in the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, and also my daughter, I guess. My daughter who's taking an enormously loud shit in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, she's got medical problems. Don't judge her. <laughs> yeah. She ate a lot of quarters <laughs> before we came. A crap ton, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, that's my line. <laughs> You're not the only person who can make bad puns. <laughs> I make good puns. Thank you very much. That's subjective. Uh, well, <laughs> you're usually the subject of my puns, so I will go with that. And Cheech is like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check out your uh, bathroom here." And he does, and all he sees is a uh, daughter making bathrooms. Yep. And he uh, watches her for a creepily long time. And like and like closes the door but keeps his head in the doorway the entire time as he's closing it. <laughs> I was like, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a fair way to feel about it. <laughs> so the border crosses is a resounding success. Yay. And they head off to the meetup for his connections at, down in Mexico. At the titty twister. Yep. Good old titty twister. Which, on the outside, looks like Mad Max the Strip Club. <laughs> yep. And they get there, so... Like Mad Max Furry Road. Furry Road, yeah, this is the Mad Max <laughs> where they're all dressed up like pandas and squirrels and shit, right? Yeah. Yes. No, this is the Merkin version. <laughs> the Mad Max Merkin Road. Yeah. It's not about water, it's about... Cubic wigs. It's about Chet. It's all about Chet. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because everybody's favorite character, Chet <laughs> Pousset. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Chet Pousset. <laughs> and uh, we're he talks about all the different kinds of of Pousset they have there. <laughs> yep. And uh, man, it's more Pousset than you can shake a stick at. Yep. It's. Hot and cold. It's snapping. Yeah, snapping. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm, I, you know, it doesn't sound interesting to me at all. That's a red flag where I'm from. <laughs> or, a, or a red snapper. That's, yeah, it <laughs> smells like a fish at any rate. <laughs> uh, and so they punch their way in. Yeah. Because that seemed necessary. Yeah, because, you know, Chet's like, Cheech Marin Chet is like, hey, what are you guys doing? And Pretty Boy is like, I'm putting my fist in your face and going inside. Yeah. It seems like he probably could have just got in there. Didn't seem like they had a real uh, hardcore policy about who got in there. Oh, they kind of bikers and truckers. Well, fair enough. Yep. And then, but then, uh, Quentin Brett Tarantino uh, goes over and kicks him in the rib a few times just for fun because yeah, he's a fucking know. psycho. <laughs> they make their way inside the uh, titty twister. And it goes from being like Mad Max strip club to like Indiana Jones strip club on the inside. It looks like the inside of a temple or something. Yeah. And there's uh, there's topless broads everywhere. 
Yep. Everywhere. And there's Danny Trejo as bartender. Awesome. We see uh, Tom Savini. Uh, we see Not Shaft. Not Shaft. And uh, who else do we see? Apparently, Greg Nicotero was in that as Sex Machine's friend, which is Tom Savini as Sex Machine with his mm-hmm. dick pistol. <laughs> it's true. Which you can also yet, see in uh, Desperado. It's in his guitar case. Nice. Nice. I did not notice that. So they uh, they head to the bar where Danny Trejo's like, hey, you, you pootsis can't be in here. This is for bikers and truckers only. And so Harvey Keitel legals the fuck out of him <laughs> with his class two CDO license. Yeah, he's like, well, joke's on you, asshole. I have a class 2 CDL, so we're truckers. So fucking suck on that. Yep. Give us this whiskey that I don't want to drink. <laughs> yep. And then there's some uh, fine footage of underage drinking. Yep. Where uh, George Clooney teaches Juliette Lewis how to how to slam whiskey? Well, somebody's got to show you. I mean, like, I don't know, like... Shooting whiskey, I'm like, mmm. Whiskey is for sipping. Unless it's real bad whiskey. Yeah, but then you don't drink real bad whiskey. Respect your respect yourself, Chris. Well, I've never been to a titty twister. I imagine they don't have a <laughs> real great selection of whiskeys. I know I've been to the purple nurple though, and they had a pretty good a pretty good uh top shelf there. <laughs> <laughs> So they're all uh, hanging out, having some drinks, enjoying the uh, provocative dancers. Yep. And then out comes, what, like, was it Demonico Pandemonia or something? Satanico. Yeah, Satanico Pandemonia. Like, hmm, this person has the most evil name ever invented. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure she's on the level. Let's enjoy this provocative dance involving a giant snake. Well, I I will say that Salma Hayek does not have the worst body in the world. No, you could do worse. No, and she she moved it in rather athletic ways. Yeah, I mean, mad props. Yeah, I I like the. It, it looked like George Clooney was just really staring at her ass during that scene. <laughs> I was looking at his face and he was he was either being really method <laughs> or he was just really enjoying her ass. I mean gyrating in his face. I, I can't see how you wouldn't be okay either way you went on that one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm getting paid to do this? Yeah, that's I've done a hell of a lot worse for a paycheck. Yep. And uh Quentin Tarantino sucks on her foot. Which thankfully she sanitized with liquor <laughs> beforehand, because <laughs> Galilee knows where her feet have been. I mean, she was walking all over tables and chairs and the floor. I mean, I don't think they clean here too much, so I was glad she washed it off with liquor first. Yeah, for his health. Well, clearly. Yeah. And then she finishes her uh, provocative dance, and old uh, Chet Pousset. Shows up, and he's like, hey, these are the assholes what l- roughed me up earlier. So they're, uh... And so it's Danny Trejo and some other dude. 
kind of confront the Gecko brothers who pull guns on them because they're not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. There's some gunplay. And some stabbing. Oh, Danny Trejo puts a knife into Quentin Tarantino's, Tarantino's hand, which was shot earlier at the uh, the liquor store. Hand we kind of skipped that part. Yes. Chris, Chris, is, Chris is terrible at his job. I am terrible at my job. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'm passable at best. <laughs> and so, but then... Uh, Quentin Tarantino grabs the knife out of his hand and stabs Danny Trejo in the chest a few times with it, like you do. And, and then they, sticks uh, a knife in the table. And I'm treated to a shot that, even though I've seen this movie numerous times, the shot I never noticed before is that the knife is covered in green blood after stabbing Danny Trejo. Yeah, because it turns out these aren't normal uh, Mexican sorts. Turns out they're some sort of vampires. Yes. And so uh, Salma Hayek is like, sees the blood dripping from uh, Quentin Tarantino's hand and like licks her lips and then vamps out and suddenly looks a lot less pretty. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, the whole place just kind of erupts into a frenzy of vampires. It's kind of like the, uh, the blood bath scene from, uh, Blade, only the humans fare a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not all murdered. Not all. Nope, but a lot of them are. Uh, we have a few survivors. Thanks. We have a sex machine survives thanks to his dick pistol. Uh, not Shaft survives by show nothing some dude. <laughs> Get that he does. <laughs> but, which was a great bit where he he sticks his hand into someone's chest and rips out their heart and they still kind of put around for a bit until Tom Savini grabs a pencil and jabs it into the heart. And then the dude just falls over. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> they turn a table upside down and throw vampires chest first onto the table legs. So they get four chicks, uh, staked out on that. Um, Juliette Lewis sticks her necklace cross into Cheech Marin's, uh, I'm sorry, Chet Pousset's mouth. And he melts. Um, any other good kills? Uh, that's where you see uh, Greg Nicotero is a vampire for a minute there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's oh, uh, Saint Saint Santa Claus Diabolico Pandemonium uh, gets a chandelier to the chest. Yep. When uh, when Pretty Boy shoots the uh, shoots the cable holding it up, <laughs> and she dies after she told him she was going to make him her slave and make her lick the dog shit off of her heel, and she's going to call him Spot because he was going to be her dog. And like every every uh, BDSM fantasy dude out there was like, uh, uh, "I'll be back." <laughs> Yeah. Hold on. Pause this real quick. I'll, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> so, uh, basically, we're down to just a, a few folks now. We're down to Not Shaft, Sex Machine, Team God, and uh, Pretty Boy. Yep, because uh, Richie bit it earlier. Well, got bit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sex Machine also took a... Uh, 
a gnawing on the forearm that he uh, has not disclosed to the rest of the crew because movie. And there's a pretty good bit where not Shaft says, uh, man, I thought these people were supposed to catch on fire when we, we stabbed them with stakes or whatever. <laughs> and then everybody just lights on just, fire. They all burst into flames at once. It, it was, was pretty, pretty good. good. So now, then, uh, Oh, they do make the comment though, that like normally you wouldn't be able to just like jab a stick into someone's chest, into their heart because of things like bones and sternums and whatnot. But they're like, no, these guys are like much squishier. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, basically all the vampires are dead. So everybody's, Oh, like, Oh, we forgot that Donnie, Danny Trejo commits armed assault. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Where he ripped the arm off somebody's body and then attacked people with it. And it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, in the band, there was a live band. And when they vamped out, they were playing like a guitar made from somebody's body. Which is also pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty neat. And then they just like, when, when everybody's done, every, when all the other vampires are done dying, they're like, oh, let's take out the band. The band's like, fuck you. And then like pyrotechnics and they disappear. Yeah. Never yeah. to be seen from again. <laughs> yep. They just fuck off into who knows where. <laughs> so now they're all like, well, what do we do now? And they're like, well, don't you hear that noise? Yeah. And then not shaft goes into his Nam monologue. Yeah. Where he, you know, he was in Nam. Yeah. And he was hiding under a bunch of his dead friends until he could find a time in which to, you know, murder all the other people that were trying to murder him. The Viet Cong. Murderly Erdler. True. <laughs> Since Brett's not here, I'll fill that role for him. It's Murderly Erdler. <laughs> and as he's going on his nom flashback, Sex Machine is turning into a vampire. Yeah, in kind of a comedic fashion, like one of his canines gets longer and he kind of tongues at it. And then like one of his hands suddenly like like claws out and he's like, Oh, and hides it behind his back. And they look at him. He's like, ah, da, 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 da. and then, and then these clawed hands appear up over the shoulders of not shaft. <laughs> yep. And not shaft gets bit. Yep. Murdered Leardlerd. And so he starts fighting with old, uh, sex machine. Throws Who, him. um, I, I, I don't know for certain, but I would be willing to bet money that Tom Savini was a stuntman at one point because he moves like a stuntman in these in this sh this movie. He does a couple of uh, he does a couple of his own stunts, if nothing else. And uh, so I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Not only does he do makeup, but he he's a stuntman too. Yeah, so, he, he was stunt coordinator on a couple of things. I think Tom Savini, Renaissance man, he is. So the uh, the fight with uh, Sex Machine and Not Shaft kicks off, and uh, Not Shaft inadvertently throws him through one of the boarded up windows, and turns out that noise was bats. Lots of bats. Bats not, everywhere. Not just bats, vampire bats specifically. Ooh. So now there is a uh, craft ton more vampires floating around. Yep, they go running for the storage room. But not before uh, Preacher Man Harvey Keitel gets bit. And declares himself 
well, this declares himself a mean mm, mm, servant of God. <laughs> yeah, because he's not going to swear. <laughs> nope, because Pretty Boy tries to convince him to say that he's a, a mean motherfucking servant of God. So, uh, when the the bats burst in, Pretty Boy and uh, son and daughter, they all head back to some sort of, I don't know, closet storage room area. Yeah. And leave uh, Preacher Man, Harvey Keitel, out in the behind bar the bar proper. Yeah, he's behind the bar, and he has a shotgun with like a the the um oh the, the word fails me now the grip like you know the foregrip on it like pump has a yes the pump grip has a uh, a loop in it and so he sticks a bat through it and turns his his shotgun into a cross shotgun, which is not quite as cool as the crossbow that Juliet Lewis uses later. <laughs> and he uh, blasts some uh, vampire fools and heads back to where they're all holed up. Gets in there and he's like, okay, look, I'm probably going to be a vampire pretty soon. So what we need to do is go through all this stuff in here, get geared up, and then we're going to kill as many vampires as possible. But when I turn into a vampire, y'all have to promise to take me out. And Pretty Boy's like, yeah, I'll murder you. No problem. Yep, I have no problem just taking you right the fuck out. I'll do it now. Now is, is now good or no? Wait. Okay. Yeah. And the rest of the team God is like, yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess I can take you out. And he's like, why don't I believe you? Why? For look, for God's sake, like I'm asking you to just murder me. Why can you not murder me? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you are my children. <laughs> yeah. What kind of kid doesn't want to secretly murder their parents? Jesus Christ. He's like, he's like, boy, why did I, why did I not name you Oedipus? This would have been easier. <laughs> So, uh, they gear up with varying, uh, vampire killing tools, like condoms full of holy water. And, and, uh, super soakers full of holy water for the sun. We have the, the pump action crossbow for the daughter. We have the cross shotgun for the preacher man. And pretty boy is like, well, if I'm going to compensate, I'm going to overcompensate. <laughs> Yeah. And it basically creates a giant phallic stick machine. <laughs> yep. And they, uh, because <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a wildly I, inefficient weapon. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, he literally, like, basically braces it against his crotch when he uses it. Now everybody's geared up for the vampire confrontation. And they basically decide, hey, if we're going out, fuck it. We're going to take as many of these assholes with us as we can. Yep. And that's what they do. They start just killing a fuck ton of vampires until Preacher Man just can't hold out any longer and vamps out. Yep. And his son steps up to the plate for the whole murder your dad bit. And slaps him in the face with a condom. Yep, like you do. Because <laughs> who hasn't done that to their dad? Yeah, it's just a coming-of-age thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway, he, he hits him in the face with a water, like holy water condom and burns off half his head and then shoots him in the head. And then the rest of the vampires are like, hmm, you look tasty. We're going to eat you now. And so now we're down to just uh, daughter and pretty boy. And they're uh, they're doing their best. They're trying to hold their own. Yep. And daughter like sees her brother being gnawed on by a bunch of vampires and shoots him with apparently is an explosive crossbow bolt. Because <laughs> I think it hits his holy water condoms and bursts those which hit the vampire just causes them to explode is actually what happens. But it happens in such quick sequence. It just looks like the whole pile of vampires to him just blow up. <laughs> yeah. And they're uh, they're low on ammo. There's no help in sight. What happens? The uh, good old sun starts to come up, and then yep. And so all all the holes they've been shooting in the building as they just fire wildly come in handy. And old uh, pretty boy realizes what's going on, and he says, "Start shooting holes, holes. We need more holes, more sun." Yes. So daughter starts shooting holes, letting the sun in, and just when uh, things look do, do, bleak. Do, do. Here comes the sun. Doo, doo, doo. That's that's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> what, George Harrison didn't save them? No. I mean, in my heart, George Harrison will save us all, but <laughs> in this particular instance. Now, in this case, the third Cheech is the char. <laughs> yep. And the, uh, the guy they've been waiting for, you know, to take them to the sanctuary place in Mexico shows up. And they... Bust open the door, and the light from the door hits the disco ball. Yep. So instead of death by stereo, it's death by disco. And uh, all the vampires explode on account of the sun. And uh, pretty boy and daughter escape. And uh, Cheech Marin the Third's like, uh, man, what's <laughs> going on in there? What what happened? And pretty boy's like, well, obviously, fucking. Vampires, idiot. You think regular people just fucking explode when something no, no. hits them? No. Do you think psychos explode in the sun? It doesn't matter how fucking crazy a psycho is. He doesn't burst into flames when he, when he gets hit with sunlight. Yeah, which is a good bit. <laughs> uh, that was real good. I loved that part. And then, uh, so he tosses the keys to the RV to daughter, and everyone just drives off into the sunset. Yep, and we pull back and we find out that the uh, Titty Twister was actually some kind of Mayan Aztec ruin. Yeah, and just like there's just like semi truck tra tractor trailers just like just driven off into this giant pit where they've been. That's where they keep the the trucks when people never come back. And that uh, that's from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. What do you think, Mr. Troy? I think this movie is a fuck ton of fun and people should fucking watch it. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I love this movie. It's really well done. Um, the bits at the beginning where they kind of like fake you out thinking it's like, oh, this looks like a Tarantino movie with like a bunch of blood and cursing and people saying clever things. And, and Clooney is just like giving like, I he's kind of given like a like uh, inside the actor's studio, I mean, he is giving like an acting lesson in that beginning. He is really doing a great job 
like with his just his physicality, his face, his delivery, like everything is just spot on. Like, dude can act. I think this is my favorite Clooney uh, role ever. And the dude is just on point for this. And Tarantino is just creepy as fuck because I think Tarantino is just kind of a creeper. And he just channeled that into his character. <laughs> he wasn't acting. No, I mean, I, lo- I love Quar- I love Tarantino movies, but I think the dude's a bit of a creeper. And uh, so, but whatever. I mean, he makes good movies. I'll watch his movies. I just won't let him creep on me. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's amazing. And I love Harvey Keitel. I, I love my character actors. And Harvey Keitel is a fantastic character actor. Uh, so, and then it just goes bug nutty. And just gore everywhere, and you get the, you know, the the priest gets his faith renewed, and you know, get noble sacrifices, and oh, it's just it hits all my buttons. It's a fantastic movie. You should watch it. How about you, Chris? I agree. It has a a good mix of uh, Tarantino-y crime moviness at the beginning, and it just just goes into an all-out splatterfest horror movie by the end. It's one of uh, Mr. Rodriguez's best films, in my opinion. Uh, Desperado also is a good one. I I highly recommend. And previous uh, film, The Faculty, also pretty good. Yeah, Faculty, I think I gave a thumbs up to. It's... It's got some good effects, thanks to the uh, the pretty solid effects team they had for this. Yeah, Nicotero being one of them. Yeah, you get to see Tom Savini with a dick gun, for God's sake. I mean... <laughs> this codpiece of doom! <laughs> and it's, it's just that... It's an homage to, to the kind of low-class B-movie era that we don't see anymore that I really oh, yeah. enjoy. I mean, the actors were like, I mean, Fred Williamson, for, for fuck's sake, was in it. I mean, he was not Shaft. And I mean, he was, you know, he's been in a bunch of like black exploitation stuff. Uh, I mean, Savini is just, you know, is a makeup guru, st- stunt coordinator, apparently. I mean, he he's responsible for Friday the 13th gore. I mean, it was... It was totally just someone being like, "Who? Let me let me get all the people that I know that have done like exploitation movies, and let's get them all in one movie and just have a fun fucking time making a fun fucking movie." And that's what they did. Yeah, if you've ever been curious about when people say exploitation movie and you want to find a good entry point into the whole genre, I think this is a pretty good way to kind of get your feet wet and what an exploitation movie is all about. It's yeah. It's got some pretty good acting from everybody involved. The the gore is great. It's it's silly and over the top and action packed and exciting. And this is probably what I would say got me into the whole idea of a uh, an exploitation B movie in my younger days. I say yeah. definitely give this one a watch if you haven't seen it. Although, yep, if yep. you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, I find it hard to believe you've never seen this. Yeah, and you should not be surprised by re- our reaction to it at all. Yeah. I mean, for people who would tell you to go out and watch Tokyo Gore Police, the idea of telling you to watch From Dust Till Dawn, probably not shocking. <laughs> no. Uh, so, what are we watching next week, Chris? 
Well, next week, I don't think we're watching anything. That's true, because I will be in New York City doing New York City things. New York City? Get a rope. And uh, Brett will be unavailable because he has his schooling and his working. And as much as I would love to just force Chris to sit here and talk to himself for a half hour, I don't think we actually want to listen to that. No, nobody wants that. (laughs) So we will take next week off. And then the week after that, we will be watching. Do you remember? Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yes, but it's recommended to us by Thomas. Or I'm not a serial killer. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Hold on one second. I have it here. Uh, How to be a serial killer. Mm. Yes. From Thomas. Thomas. So I'm sure it'll be be good because he gave us The Collector, the 1960-something one. Which was a pretty solid flick. Yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot, so I'm sure I'll like this one too. Um, But that will be in two weeks. You will be without us for a week, which is sad, but mm. I'm sure you'll get over it. So what if people want to voice their uh, anger at not having a podcast for a week, Troy? What would they do? Well, Brett would say they could throw a brick through your window. He would say that. <laughs> but uh, other less violent means and that don't involve me giving out uh, Chris's home address. <laughs> are things like Facebook, where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us there. Uh, we have our email address, SHP pod, no, Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com, because Chris can't do anything with fewer than 90 letters. Uh, we have our Twitter, which is Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess, because the name was too long. <laughs> yeah. We have our subreddit, which is r slash SHP Podcast. Uh, we have our website, which is slaughterhouseprincess.com. And other fun things you can find on our website are, are things like our Discord server, which is discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Or if you're suffering from money poisoning, you can go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com and give us some of your bucks there. And I believe if we have a uh, special special uh, goal set at $100, if we can get $100 worth of pledges, I will write a Slaughterhouse Princess wing fic, which will probably scar everyone for life, especially me. But for $100 in a month, I will do that, apparently. Yeah, that's uh, that's why you shouldn't drink and make promises, Troy. And yeah, but I made it, so I'll do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, uh, Google Music. Uh, if you actually want to just, you know, I don't know, subscribe to our podcast and listen. I hear some people do that. A few. A they're, couple. They're the good ones. They're the they're the special ones. Yeah. The ones we love the most. Yeah. Or at least dislike the least. Yep. So, yes, we'll have Radio Silence next week and then How to Be a Serial Killer because... I'm sure none of us know how to be a serial killer. I mean, I've got, I've got ideas, but nothing concrete. Uh, yeah, we already watched Leslie Vernon, so uh, we've, we've, we've taken the 101, so uh, Thomas has recommended the 202 to us now. <laughs> Hey, 
I got to step into Brett's shoes a little bit. Yeah, channel your inner Brett. Yeah. You know, because when, when there's only one pair of feet footprints in the sand, that's when Brett's carrying me. <laughs> the, the real Brett's were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Brett's been inside of you the entire time. <laughs>